It's day 29 of our sheltering in the Psalms, and tonight we consider Psalms 141 through 145. And in Psalm 141, we learn from this Psalm of David to hope and trust in the Lord. Listen to verse 2. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. In other words, he's saying there, Lord, receive my prayer as my act of worship towards you. But how does one who trusts in the Lord respond in a world full of trouble? Well, verse 8 tells us, My eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Verse 9, Keep me from the trap they have laid for me, and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets when I pass by safely. In other words, how does one who... How does one who trusts in the Lord respond when a world is filled full of trouble? They keep their eyes toward God, who is our God, our Lord, and we take refuge in Him, who will not leave us defenseless, but who will defeat the wicked. Psalm 142. Listen to this. When David is, uh, it's going to tell us this story of when David was backed into a corner and Literally, it's more than a corner. We learn from the superscription that it's a cave. And so as David is backed into a corner, he's at his wit's end. Look at his disposition. His trust is in God. Look at verse 3. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they've hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. Now listen to the contrast. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring out my prisons. Bring me out of prisons that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Now let's look at Psalm 143, again continuing this theme of how we seek God even in the midst of trials. And here in Psalm 143, we're going to learn two ways of how to seek God amidst trials. The first way, according to Psalm 143, is to meditate on God's Word. Look at verse 5. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. And so in other words, we learn to seek uh, God amidst trials first by meditating on God's Word. And that reminds us in this psalm of the way that we began the Psalter in Psalm chapter 1, or the first psalm. And you remember Psalm 1 told us that meditating on God's Word is the way to blessing. And additionally, Psalm 143 is going to tell us in verse 10, it's going to show us that God's Spirit leads us all the way. Look at verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. And so here we're taught that the Spirit leads us all the way. 
And so if the Spirit of God leads us all the way, then we must learn to depend upon God's Spirit. And in this psalm, there is an intended connection between the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And so you say, well, what is that connection? What conclusions can we draw from that connection of the Word and the Spirit? The Spirit inspires the Word, and the Spirit leads us by means of or through the Word of God. But look at what else is repeated in Psalm 143. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, in verse 8, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Which is exactly what we're learning as we learn in this season to shelter in the Psalms. It's not so much a sheltering in the Psalms as if the Psalms were something abstract. We're sheltering in the Psalms doing exactly what this Psalm is teaching us to do. We're meditating on God's Word and trusting that as we meditate on God's Word, God is leading us all the way. Look at verse 11 in Psalm 143. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. There again, not according to me, but according to your goodness, according to your grace, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. And then here's this repeated phrase again in verse 12. In your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul. And then here's the reason, and here's our hope. I am your servant. And let's look at Psalm 144. Psalm 144 is going to call on the Lord to come and rescue. And so as we consider Psalm 144, we ask this question, who on earth gives us such a hope as what we're taught to cry for and long for? as what's recorded in Psalm 144. Listen to what it says. Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Look at verse seven. Stretch out your hand from on high, rescue me and deliver me from the many waters. Look at verse 12, here's the prayer. May our sons in their youth be like plants full grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut for the structure of a palace. May our granaries be full, providing all kinds of produce. May our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be heavy with young, suffering no mishap or failure in bearing. May there be no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. So who are those people on whom the blessings fall? The people whose God is the Lord. Now let's move into Psalm 145 as we close out our time this evening. Psalm 145, and right at the close of the entire 150 Psalms, right at the close of the Psalter, we have, a, we have these collected Psalms of David. And Psalm 145 is the last words of David. Now you say, wait just a minute. I thought back in the first book of the Psalms, those first collection of Psalms, it says the Psalms of David had ended. Well, they had. 
and peppered all throughout the rest of the Psalter is these Psalms of David. And you say, what is that for? That's to show us the intent of the Psalter is places 2 Samuel chapter 7, the promise that God made to David to let his throne be established forever takes center place in the Psalter. And so what does that mean? It means that the whole book of the Psalms is teaching us to hope in the promised God who will send a king, whose when the king comes, he will not only be king, but he will also be God's son. He will also be a son of David. And so Psalm 150, 145 is the last words of David, and his last words are words of praise. How fitting that the last words of David in the Psalms are words of praise. And the praise is directed toward the promise of God. And what's the greatest promise of God? The greatest promise of God is salvation. And the way that He saves is the sending of the Son. Listen to Psalm 145. We're going to skip around it. Look at verse 8. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. His mercy is over all that He has made. Look at verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all His works and kind in all His works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and kind in all His works. The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear Him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. 